Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James. And Anthony. Welcome to the weekly chat number 38. Let's discuss what's going on in our lives. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great week so far. Jim, I gotta admit, I'm a little on edge this week. What's wrong, man? I got summoned <laughs> for jury duty. You've been summoned. And I have to check in every night after 7 p.m. to see if I need to be called in the next morning to serve jury duty for like the initial orientation and the selection process. Yeah. So far, I've been, I haven't had to come in so far Monday and Tuesday, so I got cleared, and tonight I have to check, but. Man, like I had, I made plans with a friend today to have lunch, and last night I had to be like, oh, by the way, I have jury duty, so I need to check that later to see if we can even uh, grab lunch, so I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. So I have my fingers crossed. So far, I'm two for two with getting cleared. So we'll see. Maybe, I mean, recording this on Tuesday, so maybe I'm at jury duty right now. Maybe tomorrow. Who knows? Tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? So, well, I, if you get called in and you, you have to serve, you got to be like, bruh, so Saturday, January 21st, I can't be coming in. <laughs> they don't do weekends. Okay, yeah. yeah. But anyway, just be like, can't be, I got a live <laughs> show to do. I got stuff to do, I man. I got a show. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, I don't get called in. I was summoned. I've been summoned maybe. I mean. Summoned. This is probably the fourth time. I've been summoned. I've only had to do this one year where I had what? to call every night. Yeah, this is bullshit, man. I got summoned two years ago. And I had to do the same thing. Can I say, man? Man, I got, I got some connects. Oh, yeah, some connects. Some government connects. I got, I got a guy. Yeah. So hopefully, I got three more days. So hopefully, Friday, Thursday night, I won't have to call in. I, I'll check on Thursday night, and I won't have to go in on, on Friday. I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. Fingers just, crossed. Just say you have COVID, but, <laughs> but then they reschedule it. So you, but then be like, I got COVID again. Again, just get COVID every time. Every time. That's actually not a bad idea. So we'll see what happens. I actually have served on a jury before in an actual court trial. What's it like? It was intense, and it was it was actually a very serious court trial, very intense case. It lasted, I think it lasted seven days of court days. Mm-hmm. So it went into the second week, and we convicted the perp- the suspect of the crime. And he got like 30 years in prison for it. Good riddance. But it was wild. It was kind of like, it was actually exactly like watching a courtroom drama. It was really wild how it felt like it was was surreal happening in front of you. 
but you've seen it on screen a thousand times. But then you're like, wow, this is what it's really like because it was uh, the prosecuting team was obviously probably appointed by the courts because the the person prosecuting couldn't afford a lawyer. So the prosecuting attorney was. You know, plainly dressed, didn't seem to have that much money, and the defense. Well, the prosecuting attorney, isn't it for the state? What? Or, wait, so it was state appointed. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. The defense attorney was defending the scumbag, and clearly is someone who absolutely will happily take all the money in the world to defend horrible people. And they were so well dressed and confident, and they had designer shoes on, and every outfit they wore was like pristine, and you could just they had the air of being wealthy, you know what I mean? Because they're defense attorneys for uh, probably the worst people imaginable, and they just rake in the dough defending bad people. And it was like that. Like, the personality was different. Like, the defense attorney was, like, the confident, cocky, arrogant one, and the prosecuting was much more modest and clearly knew the law but wasn't didn't seem very successful. And the case was quite intense. The witness, the witness testimony was pretty intense, it was at times difficult to sit through because it got very emotional at times and i don't i won't go into the specifics of the case but it was just it was a hard case to be in court for every day and it was very difficult on the witnesses and the victim as well and the the defendant the pos piece of shit i'll say it i'll say it cuz that's what he is he seemed like he didn't even care to be there and didn't seem like he did anything wrong he just had this air about him and then, but it was really fascinating. The jury meetings every day. It took us that long because there was so much. We convicted him pretty quickly because it was just so much evidence and so much witness testimony to gather over the week. Where just sitting through the court was most of our job. And then on like the final day, we were pretty much in the jury room the whole day, going through the evidence, talking it all over. And then we finally came to the conclusion, and it was uh, easy, honestly, an easy decision. Unanimous wasn't really any disagreement about it. We convicted him, and the judge gave him like it was like twenty five or thirty five years, something like that, in prison. And he deserved it. He deserved more, honestly. But what was funny was after the conviction, and they read it out, and then the judge announced the jail time, sentencing time. We all went back into the jury room. I suppose like they just to chill for like the last like hour or so. And then the judge came in and he's like, you guys got it right. I think you guys put him away and he deserves to be there. And so it, was, it felt good to know that we we probably, we most likely were, without a doubt, correct in our decision. That's wild, man. That is that is a wild experience. Was that when we were in California? or no, was, I was in 19. Yeah, wow. 19. A long time ago. Yeah, I was a kid. What county was it in? Was it uh, Suffolk's County? Suffolk County or was it? It was Suffolk County, I yeah. believe. The, the courthouse was actually... Across it's right down from the Burlington Mall. Oh no way! <laughs> so if you remember driving to that mall on the freeway, there's a big black glass building. You'll pass on the left, and then the mall will be shortly after that. That building is actually the one of the courthouses, like one of the main courthouses of that entire county. Interesting. And Dennis, Dennis being a cop, he said he's been there a thousand times. Mm-hmm. So he he like instructed me how to get there and park and stuff. But it was, I was surprised. I'm like, I, the Burlington Mall is like right there and there's a courthouse here? I had no idea. Did you go to Johnny Rockets afterwards? <laughs> no, we did not. I did not jump. <laughs> it didn't seem like something to celebrate. <laughs> Even though we got the guy, it just it was just a very difficult week Damn. and a half. That's a wild it was, experience it, to have when you're 19 years old. Yeah, I was a kid. I was so young. But I, 
I'm glad I got the experience. It was really cool to see firsthand and very fascinating to see the process. But I couldn't stress it enough how much like a courtroom drama it was like you would see in a movie or TV What's show. What's dress code like? Do you have to like business, what, like ca- business, business casual, business? Not even business casual, mostly business. You you can wear jeans, but I guess business casual. Yeah, like you got to wear casual. a collar if you're a guy, basically. You could wear a sweater, a nice sweater if mm-hmm. you want. No no tank tops, no sandals. No sweatpants. No, sh- no shorts. Yeah, no sweat. You could probably get away with... Like nice one of your sweatpants. You have like the sweatpants that kind of look like they could be slacks. Those are the nice joggers. So you could get away with that, but no shorts at all. No tank tops. You can't show a midriff and no hats. What do you get for food? No food at all? I believe they had a cafeteria you could get food at. Was it free or you? you... Free, I believe. I believe. And then you, (laughs) $15 a day is the, I actually looked it up. I had to do orientation the other night. So you got paid $15 a day. You get $15 a day. Yeah, I always thought that they pay you whatever you make for a living. I it might be state to state, but I uh, did the orientation for California the other day, and it said fifteen dollars per day. Jeez, man! And then like, you get and then you get paid thirty five cents for every mile it takes to drive there. What if you like? What if you depend on your weekly check, like so many people do, and you forget about paid it, man? Fifteen dollars away for a day for a week. Obviously, you're protected by the law. You can't be fired or anything. You, your job will be waiting for you, no matter what you're doing. But like. If, if you're if you're, yeah, if you're living paycheck to yeah. paycheck, that is going to be a, a hit. Or if you're working in the service industry where you rely on your tips, you're screwed. You, Fifteen dollars a day—that's absurd. It's silly that that's what the payment is because it's minimum wage in so many. Yeah, so in many thirty-five states. cents per mile, I'd be like, even I, though, I even though a, gas costs six dollars a gallon, <sighs> I'd be like, I drove a thousand miles to get here. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the receipts. <laughs> That's wow. That's a trip, man. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. Well, I'll never forget it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like living in a movie for for a sec. Yeah, but it's funny because it wasn't very cinematic. It's like the courtroom was very plain looking. It wasn't wood everywhere. It was mostly just vinyl walls and you know plastic seats and tables and stuff. Not like not like folding tables, but like it wasn't like beautiful oak wood or mahogany. It was very basic. And then the jury room was just. A big table in like a gray room, and it's just like plastic computer chairs for seats. And it wasn't like they, the production design of movies makes it out to be much more extravagant than it is. But its base is very plain. Well, courthouse depends. It also depends on the courthouse you're in, at. in the yeah. state. But like we we talk about this all the time whenever we're driving through cities now is how modern ar- architecture is just trash compared to what it used oh, to yeah. be. The cities in, that we live in. They used to be, especially well, specifically America, and I'm sure it's happening in the UK as well, and other countries where. A courthouse was a beautiful, gorgeous building, and now it's been turned into like a Target inside. But the building's still there, but now it's like a a shopping mall or like an H and (laughs) M. And now all the buildings where we conduct business, there are apartment complexes in general. I've lived in them where they're just very plain, uh, square, concrete blocks, giant concrete blocks. There's a couple of colors. It's like a yellow panel, yellow gray panel. They'll, They'll paint some of it green. It's just the cheapest manufacturing yeah. for a building you could ever imagine, and it it looks fine and it's so efficiently made and cheaply built, but it's nothing compared to what buildings used to be it like. It doesn't look fine. In the, it in looks the, awful. In the 20th century, 19th century, when these yeah. buildings, these great buildings, were being constructed, even just an apartment building that was constructed in the 19, in the 20th century, beautiful, was gorgeous yeah. architecture, and now what they build today is just it's just. As cheap and as cheap and easy as possible. Disgusting. It's gross. Especially, I mean, L.A. Downtown L.A. has a lot of great, beautiful architecture still, and it's really great to see, especially on Broadway Boulevard. It's really stunning. But nowadays, all the new buildings they erect are just concrete slabs after concrete slabs, 
And it really is. L.A. really lives up to the title of being a concrete jungle. It's concrete everywhere. And it kind of depresses you, especially when you're traveling through the city, driving across the freeway, and all you see is just concrete slab after concrete slab. And it's just no personality, no artistry to it. And it gets so redundant and it kind of just like, it's just, it can't, it sucks the life out of it in a lot of ways. It sucks the soul out of a city. Yeah, like it does. The, art, the artistry of yeah. great construction and architecture is gone. I, I, I completely agree, especially because this is such a young city compared to the rest of the world. I mean, most of the buildings are new now. So it, it just has that simple, cheap, easy structural architecture that is all about how much how much can we fit into this square footage as opposed to let's making make something special for the city that'll last forever or that will be admired. they also don't last these new buildings they don't they're built to last a, a few decades and then get torn down again they get their money out of yeah. them with ha- so many tenants paying so much yeah. money a month and they charge up the butt for for rent in insane these cities like in it's LA insane. for like this apartment in this have you seen prices jungle. in New York City. For apartments, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. I saw this. There's this guy who does. He films, but like he goes on actual tours, pretending to be a possible tenant. Oh, really? And he he records it all. And he, I saw this one where he went into a New York apartment, and it was like fifteen hundred square feet or something, and it cost eight eight point eight eight hundred fifty thousand dollars for the apartment. A uh, year just to rent to own to, to yeah for the mortgage. Wait, so you had to pay $850,000 for an apartment? It's like a condo apartment, I suppose. Okay, like a condo. But to buy the mortgage. That's what the mortgage was. was, And it was literally two rooms. It was a bathroom and then a main room. And then a fold-up bed. And you should have seen the real estate guy selling it. Like He goes to the bed. He's like, and you see here, we have a beautiful, comfortable bed. And then look what happens. (laughs) We fold it up. And now we have the living room. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, it, man. No, I think it was like 800 square feet. I think I... Because 1500s are house. Yeah, no. It was, it was tiny. So it was nowhere near what I said for square footage. It was tiny. It was just that main room, which had the kitchen. It was like the kitchen, then your bed, and then a bathroom. And that was it. And the kitchen was like right next to the bed. And they were charging almost a million dollars for it. That's insane. Who can pay for that? And who wants to pay for that with that much money? So, yeah, for that for that apartment, it's unbelievable. I get the idea of living in New York, and I'm, I'm sure it's a really cool experience if you can afford it <laughs> in specific areas, but it just seems like there are much more affordable cities to live in that you can have a similar experience. But I get the the whole living in New York City oh, yeah, thing. I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty you're paying, cool. You're paying for spots like that. You're paying for the location more than you are paying the apartment. It's so expensive. That's it's a insane. It's a lot. And you're not you getting get, anything out of it. Like, what is that going to... Like, you're not going to... You're going to own this apartment and this is it? This is what, like, you have One room with a ki- with a bathroom? Versus, like, you could buy a giant mansion in the middle of Wyoming for that. I mean, you, you, I mean that's... It come, isolated place if you, if you need to work in the city but you could New York you could live in Brooklyn for much cheaper and you could get a better space but with remote work you could live anywhere now yeah but exactly. there's something about wanting to live in the most popular cities like we live in LA but that's because we're trying to pursue film and that's kind of like where you gotta be obviously and I but I think there's something to people wanting to be near larger populations maybe for like sort of a safety net or you feel more comfortable the more people there are around you something about it like being in a congregation of so many people maybe makes people you don't more feel comfortable. alone yeah 
even though ironically most people even if they live in the most populated city in the world they're like hardly leaving their apartments or <laughs> hardly leaving their houses like they go grocery shopping and they go out to there's cool bars yeah. to go to but like most people spend a majority much more majority of their time at home since covid and lockdown so it's almost like almost not completely futile to live in these major cities just to live there unless you have to move there or live there for work yeah if that makes sense i would prefer to live in an isolated place i think that would be nicer it would be nicer it gets kind of overwhelming when you're surrounded by hundreds and thousands of people millions of people and it's just like there's just people everywhere there's cars everywhere your neighborhood there's just houses everywhere it kind of gets overwhelming at times and can feel like you're kind of going mad and you're just surrounded by so many people everywhere you go and for me there are times where i just feel like it's driving me crazy and it's nice to like when we went to the desert oh my god it was so nice to be in the desert and just to be away from everyone and just to be surrounded by nature and quiet and just so much peace and calm it was it was like a a refre- it was like a, a, sh- a wellness shot recharging your mind. batteries yeah it's almost like there's a sort of cultural fomo where you, like some <laughs> people kind of want to stay in the big cities because they feel like they're missing out if they don't that's supposed so yeah I suppose so I don't know but then also I mean a lot of it has to do with industry and getting jobs that are in the city yeah you know what I mean I mean, this, the population is so high it's, here. It's better, it, you, there's it's, a lot of jobs here. Yeah, and it's much better to, to live in the city and work in the city for your job than it is to commute for an hour and a half. Yeah, and you know, you, know, it's, you find higher paying jobs in major cities, absolutely. It's just interesting, you know, because I never, like, wanted to move to L.A. to, like, I just want to live in L.A. We moved here for movies in the movie business, and then we turned it, it turned into a movie podcast. <laughs> so, But I was never, like, I want to live in L.A. just to live in L.A. If I wasn't pursuing film... I'd still be living in Boston somewhere. Some people do do that, though. Yeah. I've no, met, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's, it's inter- I've met some people that just moved here because they wanted to move here. Like, I want to do, like, the L.A. thing. Yeah, I get that's it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, the L.A., like, the food's great. Try it out. <laughs> Malibu. Also, I mean, nightlife. <laughs> if, you're, if you're from the middle of nowhere, there's no nightlife. Yeah. How are you going to meet yeah, people, make friends? Restaurants date. are awesome out here. Who are you going to date? Just, like, a bunch of people that, from like, you hometown. went to school with? <laughs> <laughs> so, it makes... It that's what make I mean s- by FOMO. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Like cultural FOMO, missing out. I would move to a different city in a different country. That would be amazing. That would yeah. be cool. We're obviously Italy, right? Oh yeah. It seems like I would live in Edinburgh, Scotland. I would live there. You should. It would. It would try it's for incredible. a little bit. Try it out. I still think about it all the time. We can do the podcast. It's no problem. Yeah. Well, we need to get some more funding. I mean, some more earnings because you can't be paying for two places to live with. That's what, up to what you. We're making right now. Well, I mean, that's up to you. What I do you mean? mean? It's your. You would be paying for both apartment place for both rooms yeah no that's what i mean uh, yeah does, uh, does i mean you threw the we in there because that's we a need you to thing make, we need to make more money no i understand but you don't need to you don't need to throw the we in there i'm not paying for your edinburgh apartment i never no i mean the podcast no i understand not- i understand i understand i'm just joking i'm just joking you understand what i'm saying i guess but yeah. i'm just saying we need to make more money yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and now everything's about you man well you threw the we in <laughs> because we're a partnership the show the yeah, podcast but not the edinburgh apartment I never said anything about you paying for the Edinburgh apartment. What are you talking about? I know. It was a joke, Jim. It was a joke. I know. I'm right here. I can Yeah. It's just confusing. It's confusing. You have a small brain, so it's okay. (laughs) You're my identical twin. I guess you got all the brains. No, I didn't get all the brains. And I got all the charm. Hey, I'm charming. Yeah, sure. I have have my moments. (laughs) Did you see the trailer for um, Ari Aster's new film? Yeah, it looks crazy. Bo is afraid. afraid. You know what it reminded me of immediately? What? Well, about halfway through it is 
the Goodbye Toby song that Michael Scott does in The Office <laughs> because it's the same, same song. song. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, uh, what's it called? Yeah, I don't know. Stranger. Know Goodbye Stranger uh-huh. by Rick Davies and Roger Hodgkins. That's Goodbye connected to Toby. that scene for you now. Do, do, yeah. do. Enjoy your paradise. paradise. Toby! Toby! Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool looking trailer. It looks wild. The set pieces it look incredible. Yeah, it looks it's like animated a, too. It looks like a trip. Yeah. I was no, I had no idea what to expect with that film, but I mean Ari Oster is like protect this man at all costs. I love people that make movies that are just so unique, and this clearly is going to be in that category. I think it's going to be three hours long. Wow, that's yeah. long. Well, I mean Babylon was longer than three hours. Felt like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> but Avatar felt like two hours. Yeah, that Avatar did fly by. Yeah. That that was a great experience for over three hours. And I was crying at the end like a baby. There's no, there's only like certain types of movies that I will sit through if it's over three hours. Avatar was definitely one of them. Obviously, like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that for sure. Even though I think only one wasn't long run, enough. Only one runs over three hours outside. Of Return the extended, of the King was yeah outside yeah. of the extended cuts, the yeah. extended editions. The others are two and a half hours. I yeah. think. Comics theatrical. Yeah. But if a movie's over three hours, I really need a good reason to sit through that whole thing. I agree. I agree. If it's my first time viewing. Yeah. Versus something that I know is going to be a great epic for three hours. Well, I mean, the, the, it's very rare. Avengers Endgame was three hours. Babylon was three hours. Avatar 2 was three hours. Not many other films hit that that length. I can't think of much else that even come close to that. Let's see. Let me pull up a movie that of movies that are three hours long. Magnolia, Heaven's Gate, Hamlet. Les Miserables, the, well, that's the 1934 version. But I'm talking like the last 10 years, nothing except for those few. True. That's why it's tough. Like I need, I need, I need like a great, because even a great film, even like the Dark Knight, Malcolm, Malcolm X, yeah, Seven Samurai, even like the Dark Knight Rises, that was still only two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, you Lawrence, know, Lawrence of Arabia. Oh yeah, it's not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> the I, Ar- the Irishman. That's a recent one. That's over that three was hours. three hours. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that, w- that was worth the watch. However, I think a lot of people couldn't sit through that because. It's over three hours, and you're watching on your couch if you didn't go see it in theaters because it was the Netflix same. Absolutely, release. yeah. So I know a people lot of, call it boring, and it's like if you saw it in the theater, it was exhilarating. Yeah, we had yeah. a full crowd, and that was a great experience. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember I, we saw someone famous there too. They really? like walked past us. Did we? Yeah, I can't remember who it I was. I don't know, but I remember we were both like, "Dude, look who it is!" Really? Yeah, I have no recollection. Someone of Someone pretty famous, like an A-lister. Sounds cool, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. It was only playing for a week. Once upon a time in America. Three hours. Good, the bad, the ugly is. I think that's three hours. Godfather Part Two is three hours. Oh wow! Yeah. Schindler's List three hours. Lord of the Rings. Turn Some of the movies Kenya. deserve to be three hours. Absolutely. Oh, 100 percent. Blue is the warmest color. That's a recent one. Kind of this. That's, that's three, hours. three hours. Yeah. Wow. That's a that's an epic movie, man. I was I sobbed in that movie a few times. Leah Seydoux's career has huge just yeah. exploded because of that movie. She's the biggest actor in France right now. Probably in she's Europe. number one. Yeah, she's huge. Um, yeah, she's just on top of the world, especially with the Bond films. Just extremely talented, and extremely successful. Uh, she also has, I think, such a striking face. Very interesting face. Yeah, she's very beautiful. Yeah. Very talented. Mm-hmm. But the camera loves her. She's, oh yeah, she's yeah. one of those actresses or actors where just you, the camera when she's on screen, just she just lights it up, and all, you can't take your eyes off her. And she has like the gap in between her front. Yeah, like that little gap. It's, I like that gap. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Just I love like little imperfections are just like the most perfect thing to see on somebody. I think mm-hmm. it's the most oh, yeah. in- interesting part of someone. The first thing I saw her in was this movie called The Beautiful Person. It's a French film that came out in like oh eight, oh seven. 
and that was I think it was her breakout in France, but I had never heard of her or seen her before. And I saw that movie, I was like, whoa, she's awesome. And then I was like, uh, I've seen everything she's been in since. Everything. Maybe not everything. Everything. She's great in the Crimes of the Future. Oh yeah, that movie was a trip. Told you you like it. I liked it a lot. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. It was wild. And it's not that long of a watch. It's like an hour forty-five. Yes, yeah, it's fast. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty yeah. short. Yeah. Isn't Kristen Stewart great? Yeah, she's terrific in that. Yeah. She really is. It's one of my favorite roles of hers. It's just so interesting to see Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, who were just in Twilight, which obviously Casey is the greatest franchise of all time. Just kidding. But uh, <laughs> what you know, mean just kidding? Because of the production quality of it and the stigma against it, how they went from just being these actors in the vampire glowing movie, sparkling movie, to now two of the most talented actors alive on the planet. It's just really incredible to see their journey. Yeah, well, Kristen Stewart was a major actor before Twilight already. She was in a David Fincher movie. Yeah, you know what Panic I mean? Room. She was in Zathura. She was in... There's another popular kids movie she was in about like kids who were like heist committing a heist i can't remember what it's called so she was a very experienced working actor before she even got twilight but rob he had just done goblet of, goblet fire. of fire and that was basically it and then he blew up after twilight obviously but the stigma he, being yeah. stuck with them do you know about rob pattinson's roommates yeah it's absurd it was it was like um who was it it was eddie redmayne and then what's his name Who who's in Oh my god, I'm sorry. I forgot I'm blanking no, on the you're Scottish actor. Of, you're thinking of, so he was... Scot- he sh- the, the guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. What's his name? Uh, Jamie Dornan. Jamie Dor- so Eddie Remain, Jamie Dornan, Robert Pattinson, and then some other crazy A-list UK actor. They were all roommates at one point in LA. It was Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. But it, no, it's Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox, Gar- sorry. So, was, yeah. so Eddie Remain was once a roommate... With of Robert Pattinson, okay. but then Robert Pattinson had a, was roommates with Andrew Garfield, Jamie Dornan, and Charlie Cox. That's insane. So the four of them, I'm pretty sure, yeah. lived together. They lived together for a, a few years, and they. I saw this interview of Garfield where he said that Rob blew up, and then they were all still like struggling to find work, and it was kind of they were they weren't jealous, but it was difficult to watch like your roommate become the biggest star in the world while you weren't even getting roles you know what i mean yeah it's, that's really interesting it's insane and especially charlie cox because he was the last one to get fame by f- like it took him the longest by far yeah it wasn't until daredevil yeah because J- dornan blew up in scotland already and then he got like he was a, a good actor before he got 50 shades garfield was a good actor too he was like he won a bafta indie, he won that in that the rising star right for bafta yeah he won the B- B- bafta rising star award for boy a that movie was good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a really good. I movie. remember watching that. Nobody. When did, when did that come out? Uh, 2007. 2007, Yeah, that's an old movie. That's pretty old. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, "This guy's amazing." I was watching a bunch of. You no, know it was was blockbuster, and I would rent these weird, small international films all the time. And Boy A was one of them. That Leah Seydoux movie was one of them. It was. I was before I was doing like a lot of Netflix, and I was still doing a lot of blockbuster rentals. But I, I remember getting Boy A at Blockbuster for sure. It's just interesting to see all these super handsome, talented guys all living <laughs> together and then all finding fame. I'm sure they helped each other get auditions and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, sure, yeah. Like, no, just it helps with, to know. It's like, yeah, it's ne- like it's networking. Network, yeah, exactly. It's like living with a networking team. So I'm sure Rob being the, the star first definitely helped propel them. Oh, yeah. Careers. Going to parties. You go, you go to like a premiere with Rob and then you meet like a few producers or a writer and it's all about getting audition. Yeah, it helps with connections for sure. So I'm sure Rob definitely helped 
get everyone a lot of work. Not maybe not. Who knows? But it seems like coincidental that all these five guys have become super famous, like A list actors now. Yeah, absolutely. And Eddie's the only one who's won an Oscar though. But we got a couple nominees because yeah. Garfield's been nominated, right? Yeah, Social Network. He got nominated. And then Dornan, has he been nominated? Dornan for Did an Oscar, he, no. He didn't get nominated for Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe he's gotten some television awards or nominations because he was in this great show where he played a serial killer opposite Gillian Anderson who's investigating him. I can't remember what it's called, but he is so good in it. It's great. It's one of it's like one of the most underrated serial killer performances ever. It's Plus, terrific. I mean, Pattinson has now won multiple MTV and movie <laughs> awards for Best Kiss. <laughs> He's, he, I think he's been nominated a bunch of times for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I would say, I mean, it's a talented group of guys. Honestly, it's a very talented group. But Pattinson, I think, is is the supreme talent. I think it, between him and Garfield, 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 Garfield's awesome. amazing too. Yeah, he's really terrific. Oh yeah, he's he is amazing too. They're all really good. But yeah, I guess I guess I would say Pattinson's number one of them all. But then Garfield's right there behind him because yeah, he's, he's yeah. really talented as well. Garfield's amazing. Yeah, he's he's a he's a superstar. He can do pretty much anything. But I think Rob has the most range and also the most star movie star quality of all of them. He's got it compared to everyone. Oh yeah, well because Garfield like he's he's it's like Toby like he's Spider Man. You know what I mean? But with Pattinson, it's Pattinson. You know what I mean? Like that Pattinson makes sense? became Batman versus. Uh, Spider-Man being Andrew Garfield, if that makes sense. The the suit made Garfield a star because he was he was he was well known in film communities. But oh yeah, the Social, Social Network, Network is yeah, you gotta, Social Network's an all time movie, so he got so much rep for that. But he wasn't a throb like a a superstar heartthrob. Definitely not until yeah. he got Amazing Spider-Man. Nobody really cared about him out in terms of popular culture until Spidey. And that run was so short for that guy because he was only in two movies, and then yeah. obviously No Way Home brought it all back. Yeah. But even because even while Pattinson was making all these small weird movies, he's still like Robert Pattinson, like megastar. But what you know he's what done mean? the last five years is so impressive, Robert Pattinson. And his next five years are going to be absurd. Oh yeah, absolutely absurd, insane. I can't wait to see Mickey Seventeen. I want to read that book to see. Oh, it's a it's novel. Is it Mickey Seven or Mickey Seventeen? Mickey Seven. Mickey Seven. Yeah, it's a book. That's what Bong Joon Ho is making his next movie into. He's he's adapting a novel. Nice. It's a, a sci-fi drama epic. Seems really cool that that first shot they released is wicked interesting. It's wicked, wicked awesome. So, are you excited about our show, which is in ten days? I'm very excited. Woo! Yeah, Saturday. well, ten days right now, so nine yeah. days on the day. No, of... ten days. Today's Wednesday, so Wednesday is the eleventh. Wednesday is the eleventh. Yeah. Wow. Today is Wednesday the eleventh. Ten days. Wow. Yeah, I'm very excited. We came up with a really cool plan. I think everyone's gonna really like it. I still think we gotta sit down and like. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta iron it out. Yeah, we we have a great base. Yeah, we We got great base. It's a good base. Yeah, (laughs) it's good primer. Because we want to make it different. We want to make it give people a reason to tune in online as well as give a show for the audience in person. Well, the thing is, there's different. It's gonna be chunks like different segments of things we're doing. So there's gonna be each segment will probably take 15, 20 minutes. So we're gonna be changing it up and mixing things around and. Stuff that we haven't done before, stuff that we have done before, but I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. Maybe do some giveaways. Oh, we're definitely going to do some giveaways. We're going to sell some t-shirts while we're there. Oh, yeah. Band tees. I made, I made some band tees for hey, the Hey, did a great job. Event. Great design. Also made a, a poster for it and everything. Oh, yeah. We're going to do an after party, too. Yeah, so in person, yeah. we'll let you know when the show's over where to meet us. It's going to be awesome. At it's going to be at a brewery. brewery. Yeah. Very close to the theater that we're performing at. Yeah, they have a ton of space, hang. so we'll just be we'll just be like hanging out at the brewery for like a few hours. Because it's gonna be too much when we're if we're in person to 
after the show ends to come out off, off the stage and come say hi to everybody. It's just going to be too crowded. And there's another event after us, and so we, we can't get out of we there. can't be there. We can't be there after three so at all. So we'd be it'd be a much more comfortable setting at like a big brewery. We'll all hang out, chat, take some photos. Can all we can take our time with each? They person. got pool tables. Yeah, it'll be a fun. Play some pool. Get, get all sloshed. Oh yeah, get, get some a food. couple cervezas. Oh, yeah. Maybe some fish tacos. Who knows? <laughs> Do we have them? Probably. It's L.A., bro. <laughs> <laughs> fish tacos everywhere. <laughs> I'm very excited, and it's gonna be. You know, Saturday, January 21st, tickets in person are still on sale. If you want to come check out the show, it's at 12 p.m. We'd love to have you there if you're local to L.A. or want to make that road trip. The two up. the two lead actors of our movie are going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. And a lot of people people are flying out. People are driving vast distances. We're so fortunate. Uh, you can get those tickets. It's amazing, yeah. I'll put the links for the tickets in the bio of this episode. Also, Please do. Just DynastyTypewriter.com. We're right there in the calendar, January 21st. If you live in L.A., you can just search podcast live event we show up like top three search result right now let me do it right which now is pretty cool podcast live event yeah well, well our show shows up it's gonna be at the dynasty typewriter which is at the hayworth theater and if you want to watch the stream live online you can get tickets for that which are a lot cheaper obviously from moment.co slash raiders of the lost it ends right there at the lost no podcast just raiders of the lost at the end raiders of the lost tickets for that that link will also be in the bio of this episode as well because we really would love for, if you can't make it in person, to tune in with your digital ticket to watch the broadcast live. Because this is the first time we've ever done anything like this. Our first ever live show. It's going to be such a, a fun and memorable experience. I cannot wait. I, I'm not feeling any nerves yet, but I'm sure day of we'll get a little nerves. And then sitting in the back in the green room waiting for everybody to fill in. Yeah, the, it's like the, the 10 minutes leading up to actually walking on stage will probably be Woo. the nervous the nervous i got a few butterflies in my belly <laughs> but the uh the theater they're filming the whole thing and there'll be multiple camera angles for when you're tuning in online oh, which yeah. is gonna be super fun to the live broadcast and we'll we'll be able to interact with people who are watching the broadcast online we'll have our computer up there and you can interact and leave comments it'll be kind of just like watching a live stream on youtube or something like that yeah we'll see all you people comment and yeah, you can't a, make it there's a chat box that's the feed and the running the whole time but we're we're so damn excited it's gonna be super legit and we can't wait and i'm just you know i'm so grateful super jazz so grateful for this opportunity that our fans have provided us for the last several years supporting the show financially supporting the show with patreon and stuff like that that's really how we're able to do the show full time so to be able to do a cool live event like this it's going to be quite the experience and i'll never forget it I think everyone's going to have a really fun time. Honestly. I hope so. I just want to put on a good show. I'm not just saying that. I think that it's going to be a lot of fun Especially for, for people who are just coming. They're friends of yeah. friends of, that want to come see our show. So they're, they're, our fans are bringing their friends. we yeah. got to make sure we entertain them, them as well. We want everyone to have a good time. And not necessarily you have to be the biggest movie fan in the world if you're there or, or tuning in online to enjoy the show and just have a good time. I have a feeling it's going to be very funny. <laughs> I have a good feeling about it. I think the people. Roast. I think people are gonna be laughing all night, Hopefully. all day. If we're our normal self, if we're yeah. just like shooting the shit for some stuff, for some stuff, because yeah. you know, I think people love. Oh, that. we need roasts. Let's have. Let, let's um. Ask if you want to email yeah. us roasts. So. so so for roasts of us, we want to read them live and react to them live. So if you have a roast of me, send it to James, and if you have a roast of James, send it to me. That way we can. Gather them. Like I, I can gather all the roasts of James, and you have not seen them, 
and then I'll be able to read them live, so you will live react to Where them. Where should we have people send them to the Instagrams? DM us on Instagram. All right, so my yeah. my Instagram tag is at JamesDevany underscore. Send me your roasts of Anthony there. Yeah, and then vice versa, mine is AnthonyDev6. And our Instagram Instagram handles are in our Instagram bio for of the, the podcast. Raiders, uh, Instagram. So yeah, for any roast of James, just DM it to me, and then for roasts of me, DM it to James. And yeah, so if you're, if you're roasting me... If you're roasting James, don't send it to me. Send it to Anthony. Yeah. Because I want to hear it live. Anthony will pre- proofread it because we got to make yeah. sure there's nothing too horrible said. Yeah, too, too inappropriate. we, we got to vet them. Because there are a lot of people under 18 that listen to our show. So. And there'll be people under 18 at the show yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. we got to so. make sure that they're appropriate. So you can go like a hard PG-13. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, but... There can be some radar. Yes. Yeah. Radar is yeah. fine, but yeah. we just mean nothing like too vulgar. Okay, yeah, it makes sense, yeah. But Agreed. have fun with it. Go yeah. crazy. But I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting roasted. Yeah, I got I got roasted fun. bad last time. It was great. <laughs> it was the hardest I ever laughed. Mike Mike killed me with one. Yeah, Mike Mike was good. Yeah, it was it was so funny. It was the uh, the subtitles one. <laughs> like I'm I I have good movie taste. <laughs> Something like that. It was great. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps our weekly chat number thirty eight. Thanks so much for tuning in to the show. Episodes this week on Monday we did an episode on Johnny Depp. A career spotlight tomorrow on Thursday. Our episode will be on Raiders of the Lost Oscars, our award show, second annual. We did it last year. It was a lot of fun. We give away the awards that we think deserve to go to the specific films and actors and actresses and etc. I think everyone will like our choices. Then next week for episodes, we're gonna do a best stoner episode on Monday (laughs) where we we just hotbox the entire studio. Oh my god! With our fog machine, with our fog machine, but it's gonna look visually hysterical. It looks great. It's so foggy. And then we got some other stuff cooking. I think we're gonna review Megan as well. Oh yeah, and some other stuff. It's gonna be a blast. Busy, busy bees. We got lots going on. Thanks so much for tuning in again. Those tickets will be in the bio descriptions of the episodes on every platform. But also, you can just go to DynastyTypewriter.com for the in-person tickets in Los Angeles, and you can also get the digital live broadcast tickets. For a much cheaper price at moment.co slash Raiders of the Lost. And be sure to send us your roasts ASAP. Can't wait to see him. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.